0: Welcome to A Free Solution.
1: Welcome, everyone, to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today. Thank you so much for joining us on this wonderful Friday. And because it's the Friday before the first Saturday of the month, we now have a an ongoing tradition of having our friends from The Liberty Show on. Welcome, everyone. Tim Smith and uh, Patrick. Howdy, guys. Thanks.
2: It's great to be back on. Yeah,
1: good to hear you again, Thank Patrick. You I think you. you're on the line. Hey, all right, good, good. I can hear you. And of course, uh, you can catch the Liberty Show on WYSL if you're listening here on at 7 p.m. tomorrow. On um, they had a uh, what Debbie Doolion for this show that's coming out. Uh, it is. It's an interesting one, folks, uh, so definitely worth checking out. You can also uh, just look up The, the Liberty Show uh, as a podcast as well if you missed that broadcast on the BYSL. Uh And you can also catch it on dot 1040com too. So, guys, you, you had Debbie Dooley on. Uh, let's go with Tim. G- give some context. Who was that? You know, how – why would you end up having her on the show? And then let's talk about, like, what she talked about and what kind of her legacy is.
2: So Debbie Dooley is a leader um, within the conservative movement, if you will. She was a leader within the Tea Party, um, considered to be in the state of Georgia, one of the um, uh, forerunners for liberty. Uh, We had her on the show because, of course, we are libertarians. We love discussing things of liberty. Um, We broach a number of topics. Uh, I don't want to get too far ahead, but I would advise our listeners or implore our listeners to to listen to that show, because what I thought the Tea Party movement was and is, it was totally different than what it actually was and perhaps really is. So I found Debbie Dooley to be a very interesting individual. Um, I find the Tea Party to be interesting, the, the Liberty movement within the Tea Party, uh, I've been a libertarian for a few years now, uh, since 2004, and I remember when the Liber- uh, when the Tea Party uh, got its legs, when it began to steamroll um, through the uh, D.C., and my thoughts on, on the Tea Party were that these were what we call in the LP, in the Libertarian Party, Liberty Ninjas, but listening to Debbie Dooley uh, caused me to reevaluate what I think of the Tea Party.
1: Right on. Well, unless I want I want to discuss like the whole legacy of the Tea Party afterwards, too. Uh, But, Patrick, your initial thoughts. Go ahead.
3: Well, as a conservative and and, uh, someone who who knew who Debbie Dooley was, I think that she represents kind of this this new generation of, of conservative uh, speakers and, and uh, folks of, the, of that movement who are outspoken and, and are willing to do something. She started the Tea Party. She got out there. She was active uh, and and did something. I think that, that's something that the conservative movement, I think, oftentimes we feel that we're going to win in the marketplace of ideas, and, and, and that should be the case. But what I think we're seeing is our, our um, political opponents, if you want to call them that, uh, are willing to go out there and march and protest and, and do all kinds of things to make their voices heard. And conservatives were always guilty of saying, well, we've got work in the morning. We've got family. We've got a job. So we didn't really do anything. Uh, but what Debbie Dooley did is she said, no, that's not enough. We've got to get out there. We've got a we've got rally. We've got a protest. And we've got to push our, our views forward because you're not going to get our, our views. Um, there's not going to be any spotlight in, in the corporate media today. They, they've got their own agenda. They, they've got their, their own uh, marching orders. So anything counters that just isn't going to get time or it's going to be ridiculed and, and mocked. And I remember vividly how the, the Tea Party was characterized by toothless yokels and just uh, the of society. It was not that at all. But the media would have you believe that because it's running counter to what uh, they were trying to uh, push down uh, their viewers' throats. So she was one of the, the first generation of, of conservative speakers who got out there, who rallied, who marched, who organized. And now we're starting to see that with folks like Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, she's outspoken. She's a, a firebrand. Uh, Matt Gates. I know a lot of uh, folks might not like uh, what he's about and some of the, the, the views he holds. But those are two that are out there. Uh, they're, they're outspoken, and they're doing things. They're out in rallies. They're getting people together. Uh, and, and it's all – a new type of, of, of conservative individual. It's good to see because that's where we are uh, at this point in time is uh, you, you got to get out there, you, you got to rally, you got to get together because uh, you're just not going to have that opportunity. The marketplace of ideas, which traditionally would be TV, radio, social media, we're finding more and more that that marketplace is being removed or being censored, banned, what have you. So really, there's only one type of, of voice that's um, right in this day and age and that's this liberal progressive uh dogma and it's not healthy and it's not conducive to a a solid country and i think a lot of the ills that we see right now are happening because so many americans feel like they don't have a voice so what we're doing is is we're we're, uh rallying we're we're getting together uh and and we're working at a grassroots local level and that's what the, the tea party was all about uh less tax more freedom that that's kind of what we should all want. Uh, and fortunately, with what we're seeing coming out of the corporate media and the, the tech oligarchs, if you will, it, it's something very different and very scary, uh, I, I, would, I would caution your listeners. It's not a path we want to go down, but uh, I, I worry that we may, hopefully, we're not too far down down the road to uh, you know, throw that, that U-turn and, and get back to a more uh, stable and, and more open uh,
1: uh, country. Right. On. All right. So, Patrick, you, you threw out a whole bunch of different ideas there, and I, I want to kind of, you know, continue discussion on a few of those. So, so one being that, uh, yeah, you can't always win in the marketplace of ideas, right? Particularly if the the marketplace like isn't necessarily going to play fair to you know giving equal say to all voices, and they certainly don't have to do that. The mainstream media doesn't have to do that. I don't have to do that. But what do you do? Uh, if you're not able to get that voice out right, you you organize, you you march, you protest. The, you know, the politics is about you know showing up though. The winner is going to be the people who get the most uh, folks to show up. You know, it, I I I did um like training. Oh goodness, like ten years ago now. The like the 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 leadership institute, and they'd they always say, yeah, yeah, politics isn't about weighing the mar- marketplace of ideas. It's it's more. You got to kind of apply those like Saul Alinsky tactics sometimes, uh, you know, for better or worse, and and get grab people's attentions, cause disruption in some ways. And, and shake people out of complacency. I mean, the, the other thing with that too. I, I said, you know, m- m- a lot of people are like, well, listen, I'm tired. I, I go to work all day. I don't have time to go to a midday protest. And you know, frankly, I feel that way a lot of times too. I'm, I'm doing the show. I can't go to a midday protest. Doing my job, can't go to a midday protest. Uh, and but it's it's hard because like the, most, think conservatives and libertarians are like, man, I just wanna, I just wanna be left alone. I don't want to have to deal with this government. I don't want to do anything. But if you let that situation fester, things ain't going to get better. You're not going to be able to be left alone. And that, that's the problem. And that's the, the best case for engaging with politics, even when it seems just awful to do so. And finally, the other point, you know, I just want to reinforce, maybe we'll talk about a little bit, is that, you know, what what people like Debbie represent and and is kind of the next wave of, like, populist conservatism, and and where that activist wing of the party is heading to next. And and I think that's, it's really interesting, because I I don't know, and and Tim and I talked about this a little bit, but I I don't know what the the next, well the, the legacy of the Tea Party is. Is it the Trump movement? Is it the libertarian movement? Is it both? What was the ultimate kind of goal and consequences of the tea party starting to emerge 2008 2009 2010 and, and I was one of those folks who was at like the original tea party rally in April of what 2009 I was I was, I was there with that and uh yeah I don't know what to think of that now and we only got like oh, gosh like a, a minute left now um and so real quick uh Patrick your thoughts on that in like a minute and then we'll all talk about it next segment a bit too
3: Sure. Well, I think this is a fight we didn't want, but it was brought to us. We're watching our, our, our liberties uh, diminish day by day, our financial liberty being diminished by overtaxation and, and all kinds of policies. So uh, this is not a fight we wanted, but it's been brought to us. So and it's, it's how do you react? And, and you're seeing that through the Tea Party. And uh, without the Tea Party, there, there wouldn't be this populist movement that, that ushered Trump into uh, the White House. So uh, the, the Trump movement has its roots in, in the Tea Party, but, but you're right. Uh, the, the fight is at our doorstep, and uh, the, the far left, they know that, traditionally speaking, conservatives don't fight. They, they cower, uh, and, and we can't be that way. We can't do that. we got to push back, and we've got to rally, and we got to fight because uh, they are.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right, that, that is a good jumping-off point, I think. And we're going to continue this discussion. I'll ask what what Tim's thoughts are on what the legacy of the Tea Party is. Maybe we'll jump into some of the topics that came up on your show, too, just to give the listeners a a tiny bit of a preview. Reason to listen to this show, uh, some good discussions that happened there. Uh, Thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. Again, this is a live show. We're live here on WYSL until 1 p.m. Leave your comments online, and I will get to them. Can't do phone calls today, but leave your comments online. Thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. We'll be back in a few minutes. Free Solution. All right. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson. Your today. Thank you so much for joining us. We are joined by our friends from The Liberty Show, Tim Smith and Patrick. And we're talking about the, the legacy of the Tea Party, you know, like women like uh, uh, Debbie Dooley who were, you know, instrumental in getting that started in her area. And, of course, it, it, it was... I think truly a grassroots movement. Um, Again, I I saw, I saw people organizing locally, doing their thing, but you know, the, the tea party, the, the way that it was pitched back in 2009, it was about spending, it was about less taxes, more freedom. Uh, Tim, is that, is that the legacy you see? Was that, was that the goal originally?
2: You know, I think the tea party went in sincerely believing that they were going to accomplish, Um, less taxation and more freedom, but that didn't happen. Uh, We saw with the Trump administration that the conservatives are are up to spending as long as the money is being spent, as long as the taxes are being extorted for issues that are near and dear to them. And that brings me to the point of the idea that the Tea Party floated, that they pushed, that they were for more freedoms. If you listen to our show with Debbie Dooley, uh, you realize that that's not true. The Tea Party, just as all other conservatives, are only for freedom for people and issues that align with them. And Debbie Dooley, on our show, we have Dr. Dana Bevins. She is a world-renowned psychologist, she's a transgender individual, and she posed a question to Debbie. Debbie, why is it that you believe the government, conservatives, have the right to tell a parent, a family, how they should treat a child who wants to have surgery to change their their, their their sex, their gender. And she came, Debbie Dooley, with the same talking points that all conservatives love this view, liberty and freedom for me, but not for thee, until you get on my page. So that's the problem that I have with the Tea Party and conservatives in general, is that unlike conservatives that are let's say members of the libertarian party or identify as libertarians, instead of going into the marketplace of ideas and trying to convince people that my way is the right way, it's better than your way. Instead, what they want to do is get in the office so that they can use the power of the government to bring about their will. And then when you ask them, just as I did with Debbie Dooley, what gives you the authority to use force, to use government to tell me what I can do with my child who wants to have whatever surgery, she said, well, it's laws. So that's my problem with the Tea Party. And that's my party with conservatives in general is that they're not actually out to bring liberty to the people. They're only interested in bringing force in the guise of liberty. If you believe with, uh, uh, believe in what they believe in.
1: Yeah. All right. So, Tons of points there. So let, let me let me get to let me get to a couple of those and, and maybe pose some more questions. One, you know, like, yeah, the, the legacy of, of of this movement as populist movement, I think uh, Thomas Massey once said, you know, we, we thought everyone was for limited government. It turns out they're just going for the craziest SOB in the room. Uh, and that's what ended up happening. It, it wasn't about limited government principles for a lot of people. It wasn't about, uh, you know, Protecting liberty, it was about the the person who was most mad at the system. And in 2016, that person who was the most mad was Donald Trump. And he didn't have constraint in spending. He didn't have constraint in using government force for his own ends. It was it was about who was maddest at the status quo. And that's, I think, part of the legacy that you know. Again, something that brought me into politics too. It's like Tea Party. Brought me into politics a, a, a bit too, but there's that kind of schism in the movement of people who are like, wait, 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 we really were talking about limited government principles, weren't we? And then the folks are just like, now we're just mad. Uh, and then, and then the other point, like, so the the discussion with Dana again, make sure you listen to, to the show. It's going to be here on WYSL at seven p.m. tomorrow, uh, the Liberty Show. Uh, and and that part of that discussion is, is interesting because what what Dana was saying is she wasn't even saying surgery. She was saying like. If if you have a kid who's trans uh, and they want to express themselves that way, like they should be able to do so without state interference, right? Like that's that's a that's a decision between you know parents and kids, not between the the state and the kids. And and I think that that was kind of your point too, is that it's not it doesn't. It doesn't matter like that's not the government's decision to even if you don't like it it's not the government's decision to jump in and interfere and say no if your kids uh expressing their gender identity in a a way that's different than what they were born with uh that's you know their business and 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 debbie's position was no that's child abuse we need cps to come in and and break up these families to to do that uh and and i i kind of tend to agree with you tim it's just that it's You know it doesn't matter like how you feel about it i would rather the government stay out of that stuff i don't think it crosses the threshold for abuse like at all and in fact dana was trying to make the argument that sometimes like the parents need to figure out what's best for their kids for their own mental health and safety and that's not something you can get with a one-size-fits-all solution from whatever state you have uh so tim anything to add to that
2: sure um Here's the thing, right, with conservatives and the Tea Party movement, and you you brought up a, a, an awesome point. The Tea Party morphed into a bunch of angry individuals, and we're going to run with the guy who has the loudest voice, and that was Trump. And if you look at the Tea Party now, the Tea Party's legacy is Trump. It's Trumpism. And to their credit, they're leaning into Trump, unlike those on the left, they are consistent in their adoration of Trump, and that's not to say that I don't see anything positive. I don't have that. There are no positive a- attributes to Trump. To Trump, um, I think Trump was was great in a lot of ways, but overall, he was still a crappy president, just as Biden is a crappy president. And unfortunately, unless the Tea Party believers take hold of what conservatism is the next go round when we have a presidential election we're going to end up with either trump or someone who's just like trump and the tea party is just going to be a continuation of a, a of a a sinking ship
1: yeah i mean it might be we'll see how it goes i mean uh, I, I think someone like Patrick might disagree that that there's there's a level of energy that exists here, and it, I guess it, it like to me like as someone whose principles are kind of going out of vogue in the uh, Republican Party, I don't like it. But if your your goal is to win and to harness populist energy, I, I don't I don't know that that is going to go away. I don't I don't know that's a bad strategy. It, it might work. Patrick, what do you think? Well, I think that uh, when we
3: look at The Tea Party and and Trumpism, a lot of it is rooted in in populism and and America first, essentially. Let's take care of Americans before we look outside our borders to other countries. It was kind of buried uh, last Friday because of the holiday weekend, but uh, personal income was down 13 percent. So the fact that we're having a discussion about a a former president who put Americans first is a bad thing, or he was just a loudmouth, I think that's ludicrous. Uh, he's the first Patrick, president just, in a before generation. Before we go too much further,
1: thirteen percent compared to what?
3: Uh, the previous year, I believe, and a lot of that so, might have some of the stimulus check uh, money baked into it. Uh, so that that would be a given. Uh, but still, and we can get into the, to to why those stimulus checks were issued, and it was, it was due to the to the COVID virus. But even if you you, you take that out, uh, you, you look at the the uh, inflation uh, that, that's coming. Um, you you look at rising costs in gasoline, uh, food, housing, lumber, all those things coming together. So Americans are being squeezed every which way. So to have an embodiment of of the the American, the the American, your your average individual, that's going to go up there and fight, that's a good thing. And that's what we saw in Trump. Now, we all hear the, the swamp, right? And it was very much that. And the whole Tea Party movement, it was really sabotaged by a lot of people who were wolves in, in sheep's clothing. They said they talked a the good game, but when they got uh, to Washington, they just followed the unit party's talking, or, um, directive. That's all they did. So that there's a lot of naivety that, that the uh, the folks that were elected under the banner of, of Tea Party would go to Washington and, and fight. Uh, I would say that most conservative Americans have learned from that, and they are doing a much better job. Vetting who they put their support behind. So uh, that's how I see things. It's not that the uh, the Tea Party abandoned the principles. It was just the wrong folks were put uh, into place under the banner of, of, of the Tea Party.
1: Yeah, I, I think there, there's certainly something uh, to that for sure. Uh, did, you know did did people make. False promises, Republicans, false promises of getting into office, uh, and just carried this way for populism. They just did whatever they want. All right, so thanks so much for joining us here on A Free Solution. Uh, we will be back in a few minutes. Leave your comments online. We're live until 1 p.m. Leave your comments online if you want to participate in the discussion. Talk to you soon.
0: A free solution.
1: Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Walshy. For today, we're live here on WYSL, which means that you can leave your comments. Leave your comments online. We're here until one o'clock. Leave your comments on. A Free Solution, the Facebook page, A Free Solution, the YouTube channel, or the Kevin Wilson pages and Twitter as well. We're on there. And of course, shout out down the line to our friends listening over at WACK out in Newark and WENY, the Patriot down in the Southern tier, W-E-N-Y-E-N-I. Thank you all for listening and our friends listening on the podcast as well. we got a podcast. Look up A Free Solution. You can find it anywhere you can find podcasts. And if it's not somewhere, let me know. We'll get it up there. And today... We have our friends from the Liberty Show on Tim Smith and Patrick, uh, talking about you know they they had done this show with uh, with Debbie Dooley, who is uh, one of the instrumental founders of the the Tea Party in Georgia, uh, and they have a very interesting discussion that covers transgender issues and state intervention. There we talked about that last segment. They they talk about the election getting stolen they talk about you know again what the, the founding principles of the tea party were all of this stuff that they're discussing um and you know i see i see tim o'connor's listening today hey tim how's it going man that that show was pretty solid tim o'connor folks uh, you'll start to see him every thursday moving forward too that's a reminder for that uh, so hey, Tim, glad you're listening today, too. But let's get back to the topic at hand, the legacy of the Tea Party, uh, less taxes, more freedom. You know, was it – I looked up the uh, – Thomas Massey had said something about, you know, everyone's just voting for the craziest SOB in the room. Uh, so I, I – so I, I don't know what to think of it. again. I, no one no one refers to the Tea Party more. I agree with like the the bad media narrative that ended up emerging, you know, about uh, the Tea Party misrepresenting g- uh, grassroots conservative populism. And and actually Tim, uh, I, I use that term conservative. Tim had, had uh, posed a question to me: what, what does conservatism mean? Because conservatism, when you talked about it in 2009, is different from now, and is different from 2004. It's different from 1995. Uh, it's different from the Edmund Burkean conception of what conservatism means. So I'm gonna ask Patrick this because I think he's a little bit closer to uh, a, a, a conservative than than maybe me or Tim are. But I'll we'll ask Tim too. Patrick, what what do you think like conservatism means and and has it changed over the last 10 years?
3: Tends to evolve because I think that uh, things are accelerating in this country at, at unprecedented uh, pace, and, and generally, big picture conservatism is, is, is smaller government, uh, more more liberty, more freedom, uh, less taxes, and, and that's really the umbrella uh, of which uh, conservatism lies under. and uh, And I agree with Tim. He, he did point out a, a very good uh, inconsistency in, in the transgender discussion. Is uh, you have uh... debbie was saying how they, they, these children should not be allowed to make this decision uh... and that's not really consistent with what conservatism is about so that discussion though, transgender children that would not have been a topic twenty years ago right so it's seemingly with what 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 what's happening in society today conservatism is trying to find its, its place uh... in it so uh, big picture as i mentioned before uh limited government, uh, less tax, more freedom. Uh, but, it, again, it, it's not its not easy to pin it down because of, of, of the things that, that seemingly are, are big issues uh, that, that weren't the case uh, just a short time, time ago. So that seems to be the guiding principle, though, is, is, is an oppressive government, authoritarian government, which I think we're getting to, uh, that really, you know, there's plenty of people out there that, that think government is a good thing. Uh, that everyone has the uh, American's best interest at heart. And I think you can see what's happening right now in the news with uh, Fauci and the emails and the coronavirus. I think people need to pause and take a look at that situation because we've been lied to for, for over a year now, and it's looking very much like the, the government who told us that if you think this was a uh, engineered in the lab, you're crazy. You're a conspiracy theorist. Well, now you're telling me that same government has our best interests out uh, when they've – lied to us for, for over a year, so a little bit, not, not necessarily answering the question, but conservatism has changed. It has some founding principles. Uh, Tim pointed out some, some very good uh, inconsistencies when uh, situations when you try to apply conservatism to, to modern-day uh, issues, but at, at the end of the day, a lot of clichés here, uh, at the end of the day, yeah. uh, we see what our government is doing right now, uh, right in line with the media, right in line with the scientific community. And you see what they're about, where it's a ton of lies, a, a, a ton of mis, mis, uh, misdirection, misinformation, and we the people are left to pick up the pieces and try to navigate and make best choices of our life, given we've got a uh, a government that does not have our best interests out. So uh, I know it's probably an answer to your your question as concisely as you wanted, but uh, there's a lot to it these days as to what, what an individual who wants um, uh, a, a smaller government... And less government intrusion in their lives. What that means when applied to uh, to
1: the current day? Yeah, and and you know, I, I would, so I do think conservatism I, I think conservatism changes to meet the definition of whatever the the Republican Party is. Like that's, uh, I'm going to show my hand. I think that's what that means. Uh, it doesn't have consistent principles over time, uh, and and we see that when you know, for a while, conservatism, limited government, meant free trade. We're going to Make sure we eliminate barriers to trade. Allow companies to, to, to trade overseas, do what they want. Uh, you know, I- as long as they're not hurting people or taking their stuff, do your thing. Okay, cool. But now we got this uh, this nationalist impulse to say, no, we need to erect tariffs to protect American jobs. And well, somehow that isn't small government. That's that's nationalist conservatism. And you know, putting America first sometimes means restricting the liberty of some Americans. Uh, and, and I don't know how you square that idea with the rhetoric around limited government, which I think that the, the Republican Party for at least the last 20-some-odd years hasn't even pretended to care about. I mean, they, they they did a bit during the Tea Party movement when you had Justin Amash and Rand Paul and Ron Paul and and, 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 and Thomas Massey and some of those folks. But that, we, we've moved away from that. And so, uh, Tim, because we, we have a few minutes left, I want to give you a shot to – to to comment on that before we close out this topic and do Fake News Friday next.
2: Sure. Um, Patrick, I think, hit the nail directly on the head. No one actually knows what the heck conservatism actually is. It is a moving target that is always moving, and because it's always moving, depending on who is in office, depending on who the so-called conservative masses are listening to, gives them the definition which is liable uh, to change at a moment's notice. And this is the problem with the Tea Party. This is the party with all conservative movements is that no one actually knows what conservatism is. So they use these platitudes like less government um, intrusion and less taxes. But what they really mean is less taxes Sometimes, for some people, depending on what it is they're doing, i.e. bringing back jobs to America, well, yeah, if you're bringing back jobs to America, you deserve a tax break. And if you worship Jesus as I worship Jesus, then you should be free to raise your kids as you choose to raise them. But should you decide to raise your kids as a secularist, well, I can't deal with that because it conflicts with my personal belief system in Jesus Christ. So when I came to liberty, to the liberty movement, like most libertarians, I first became a Republican because I understood conservatism as being less freedom, rather, more freedom for the individual and less intrusion by the government into the individual's life. It didn't take long for me to realize that that was a lie, that the Republicans, that the conservatives, all they wanna do is intrude, break down my door, and dictate to me how I should live my life. So I don't understand how folks get behind this so-called conservative movement when no one can actually define it without reverting to platitudes.
1: Yeah, no, well. I, I I have a lot. I agree with you there, and and again, it, it's it's hard to pin down. It's hard. It, it's kind of just like liberalism too. And, and for folks who watch it online, you can see I have a bunch of books behind me too. And it's funny because I got these like books on like conservatism by like Mark Levin, uh, Thomas Sowell, pretty consistent. Uh, but these books on like liberalism too, all this different stuff. Uh, and it, it's it's so wild to see like what the the goals and the tactics were of the conservative movement, you know, ten fifteen years ago, um, and and how they compare to like what that looks like now how the rhetoric looks now and, and i agree like some stuff's got to change over time right like stuff's going to change based on, on new emerging technologies on new uh, political movements on the reaction to the left like how do you deal with a, a, a progressive wing that is asking for more and more of our wealth uh, and, and more control over our lives too do you counter that with your own form of government control. Well, I would say no, that's that's going to be just as bad, too, and it can be seized if you build that apparatus by the progressives, too. It's a dangerous game. I would rather stick to the consistent limited government principles and apply those equally across time. All right, just a thought. All right, so we're, we're out of time for this segment today, uh, and we're going to be back in a few minutes with a little bit of Fake News Friday. Thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. We're going to be back in a few minutes
2: a free solution
1: it's fake news friday welcome back to a free solution thanks again for joining us and again, shout out down the line to our friends over at W.A.C.K. out in Newark and W.E.N.Y. The Patriot Down in Southern Tier. We're live here on W.Y.S.L. and on Facebook and on YouTube until 1 p.m. So leave your comments if you want to participate in this. Do it the best we can. Uh, got a few
2: fake news items. So, Tim, you're up first.
1: What is your okay
2: headline? Bodybuilder who wed two sex dolls is now open to dating humans.
1: Uh, okay, I I I think I saw this on social media, but but Patrick, real news or fake news? I'm gonna say real news. Yeah, I, de- I, de- I definitely saw a tweet in jokes about this. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's real news too.
2: You guys are absolutely right. Uh, oh. <laughs> this is actually real news. Oh boy. So so this
1: yeah because the, the the picture I saw was like yeah this this you know buff dude but he's just he's into sex dolls apparently that's his thing all right cool man uh but he's open to human relationships good for him that sounds like (laughs) progress to me good job guy
2: he may be on to (laughs) something all
1: right (laughs) you know i I, you know I, i don't know what to make of that i don't know what to make of that uh all right patrick you got one, too, right?
3: Yep. Uh, in his continued effort to battle the coronavirus pandemic, Dr. Fauci is now recommending Americans wear face masks over their eyes so they can't read his leaked emails. Real or fake? <laughs> uh,
1: Tim, what do you think? Uh, that's got to be real. Some real news. All right. I I'm. I think that's fake. I think that might be a, like a Babylon B headline. It sounds like a Babylon B headline. Patrick, is that real or fake?
3: It, it is fake. I imagine if it was uh, oh. two face masks over their eyes, that would be probably
1: true, right? <laughs> That's, you know, that I knew there was a tell somewhere. Like, you got to have the two face masks. Otherwise, like, what are you even doing? <laughs> That's, right. That's great. I mean, yeah, I, I, I did read, you know, some of the Fauci emails. You know, I, I saw some of that stuff. Guys, I promise I'm going to do a whole show on that Monday. I haven't gotten to the that topic yet i wanted to give it some time to simmer sort through what's real what's fake because there's a bunch of fake stuff out there too and I, I looked at some of the stuff and they're like oh look at this smoking gun i'm like "Oh no, that's actually that's not real someone made that up so i'm sorting through all this stuff i ain't getting hot takes uh but yeah anything else to add to that y'all
2: i think that one takes the cake
1: it takes the cake that's a good one that's funny <laughs> good find patrick all right Headline: You tell me if this is real or fake. Autonomous slaughterbot drones reportedly attack people using facial recognition tech. Real or fake?
2: Uh, that sounds real, Patrick. Can you think real or fake?
3: Yeah, the way we're going with technology these days, uh, I'm surprised we haven't had those already. I gotta say, it's real.
1: Yeah. Uh so yeah, apparently Israel, real. It's something that, that happened out in uh out in Libya. Which is wild. I, I read that headline and I was like, Man, that sounds like some sci fi dystopian nonsense, uh and I and I had to look into it. But yeah, apparently that's something that's happening now is people are just wiring up facial recognition tech to, to drones and just uh getting them to the crash into people with explosives and it's it's a terrifying thing. Like this is uh it's some stuff you you'd see in movies uh, a a few years ago, but it's uh starting to become real that's uh i don't know what to do about that either that's a uh, i don't know if we can regulate our way out of stopping the you know murder bots from taking over and becoming a normal part of daily life should we
2: make just think of the ramifications of that
3: well the thing is we got politicians now that they're telling us that, that there are ufos of some sort there are things that the uh the air force, or, 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 or our, I should say our military institutions, are, are seeing almost daily that they don't have an explanation for. So who knows where that's going to go? It could just be some secret technology that we have that, that's um, confusing the, the diagnostics equipment out there, but you're seeing a lot of that these days, and there's not a whole lot of explanations as to what the heck uh, they, they're seeing. The, 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 the fighter pilots, the uh, I, I don't know who, who's detecting these things, but uh, it, it's getting kind of eerie how, how very... Uh, Serious politicians are these are not like conspiracy theorists or whack jobs. These are very, uh, very stone-faced politicians that are they're wanting to know what these things are. We're, we're seeing uh, all the time. So you talk about murder bots now, but, but who knows what else is out there that that's, uh, that, that we have yet to uh, to account for.
1: Yeah, so we'll have the the murder bots on the Earth Front, and then the the UFOs doing whatever the heck they're gonna do. Yeah, that, like Patrick, that stuff's uh, nuts because we got like Chuck Schumer like demanding more information to be released here in New York. I was listening to an interview from uh, Pete Pete Meyer, who's the guy who the uh, who replaced Justin Amash in Congress, uh, talking about the reports coming out. I it's and it's something like like there's so much other stuff going on, like the government, like. Releasing all this information on on UFOs and there's a report coming out this month through Congress like it's barely made a blip. I mean, we're going to see if, uh, you know, they there's there's something conclusive that comes out of this congressional report. Uh, Tim, are are you expecting us to learn about first contact with aliens from this report?
2: No, no, Um, I, I don't think anything's going to come of it.
1: Yeah, that's oh, that's kind of my thoughts too. like I don't know if uh, much is going to happen out of this. Uh, it's it's probably just going to be like, yep, we saw some videos with some objects we couldn't explain, and we just have this one little grainy video of it, and we can't actually measure how fast they're going. It looks kind of faster, but that's it. And then
2: I mean, I would out. be. I'm hoping that there are other life forms so that we can send our murder bots to these planets, murder those individuals. And then we have a new whole new planet that we can um, take over. It's the American way.
1: Yeah, no, that that will kickstart a jobs program to manufacture yes. uh, murder bots en masse so we can start invading some other worlds. And that's, uh, I mean, that, that's the next step, right? That's what we do.
2: Perhaps we can enslave these UFOs, these aliens, uh, to, to work cheaper.
1: Work cheaper. Oh, goodness. That's – uh nope, nope, not going to endorse that. Not going to touch that with a, a 10-foot pole. Thanks, Tim. No, I, I don't know. It's, I, I, don't know if, I don't know if aliens exist. There's so many worlds out there, it's hard to say. But, like, I, I – have you heard of this idea called, like, the Fermi Paradox? Ever heard of that? No, no. No. So uh, basically it's this idea that, like, we haven't been contacted by aliens yet. Not because they don't necessarily exist, but because, you know, they either – end up killing themselves like like they end up blowing themselves up like a nuclear disaster type of deal like they end up destroying themselves in some way or they're actually too far apart like there's no possibility of ever uh like traveling to earth or traveling like having interstellar travel so if there are aliens out there they they can't exist um so, they, the Fermi paradox is basically, you know, why, why haven't we heard from aliens yet? Why, why aren't we in communication with them already? It's not just because of our technology. We should hear something. Either they actually don't exist, or they can't communicate with us, or they've destroyed themselves. Kind of I like to
2: think that they are respecting our borders.
1: You know, maybe they are. Maybe they're just <laughs> like, oh, you know, we're going to respect their sovereignty. Just let Earth be. Fine. It seems. Well,
3: if there were space aliens, you know they, they'd already be here and, and probably voted for Biden at last election. <laughs> well, I I uh, <laughs>
1: Good point. That that explains <laughs> everything. Uh, that explains it all. That's how Biden pulled this off. We knew it. We, we've established this theory on a free solution. All right, we only got a minute left, though, so I want to make sure I get in another plug for, for you guys over in the Liberty Show. Uh, I'm not on this one. I'll probably be on the next one, but Liberty Show or the Liberty Show, make sure you listen to it at uh, 7 o'clock on WYSL, or you can always go to WYSL1040.com, catch the podcast of it. They're talking to Debbie Dooley, who is uh, one of the instrumental people in founding the Tea Party, especially in Georgia. So Tim, Patrick, thanks for being on today. Thank you.
3: Thank
1: you for having All right. us. All right. Thanks for listening today, folks. I'm going to be back on Monday. Have a wonderful weekend, everyone.